Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds Steve and Joey are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers that evangelize it. Today's episode is talking about Season 2, Episode 4, Underground Aliens. <laughs> Woo! Let's go spelunking. As we're back. So did Sal. Sal, but I Sal. So we beam did we beam down or we beam up out of the ground? No, don't we go into a cocoon of some sort? Well in this one, yeah, we shot up. Right. Molten lava (laughs) and gases heated us up enough. We were at a cold layer of the crust. Yep. Uh they elevated us to another level. Yeah. And now we have ascended to this plane. Or we're a couple of Apaches and we're born from under the earth and came out, you know. They they say we came down from the hmm. Bering Strait during the Ice Age, but I think we popped up out of the ground. That's yeah. like one of my favorite. Like, what is that from? From this episode? Oh God, sorry. It's like it's <laughs> like the the, the cold open oh, like the intro to the yeah. show. They show that guy, and then like two more times, <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it's just funny because like it's it's a theme of this show, and then this episode is is illustrating it very well, which is it really is so much just playing on the emotion of the researchers mm-hmm. and then making it seem like what the, when the camera cuts to them and they're saying something, it makes it seem definitive or this real. It, yeah. <laughs> there were some suit comments in this one. Where oh it's yeah. Like, he was well, angry. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's fucking angry. He was just yeah. like, the fuck am I shooting this? Like he was like all pissed off seeming or whatever. Maybe it was like you know? the fifth ep of the day or something. And he was just yeah. grinding through it. These fucking mainstream Archaeologists piss me off. Where's like, my just... fucking baklava? Yeah. <laughs> I said I needed on set. <laughs> I wanted raw butter. <laughs> I need Where's to put my it butter? in my hot cocoa. Uh, it's supposed to be coffee, sir. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who's the genius here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's I, getting. I'm who sure... would say is me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my. I'm trying to do. Like a tr- like a truer interpretation. Yeah, I just he's not always yelling yeah, like. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to do. But then it starts going coming gets, off as Woody Allen yeah. almost. Every <laughs> time. I, uh, don't I'm know. trying to talk about these alien uh, caves and snake people's and oh god. Yeah, and I, you know other races of ETs. It's acceptable to have sex with your underage daughter. Yeah. You know? And you, <laughs> you you come in and you adopt them into your life. Yeah, I mean, it's different. It's different uh, nice. culture. You know, yeah. you can't talk. You can't talk shit about that. No, I don't think no. you say shit. And about it comes down and it's just you know, it's a real crisis <laughs> now he is chunk from yeah. the goonies yeah <laughs> the chunk does it too yeah um yeah this is a like all these it's an interesting episode but uh a very emotionally charged episode for something so kind of basic like they're they're i feel like out of everything every episode we've talked about before uh even in season two there's just like the least amount of um examples or like places Oh, yeah, that buzz disappeared. Yeah, that's nice. what I was trying to find. That third mic's off. Um, no, no, it was, it was something else on the board. Oh, okay, that's so much cleaner. Jesus, it was like irritating. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was why. trying to. Um, but yeah, it like they just didn't really go anywhere. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, doesn't go yeah. anywhere. <laughs> uh, what but, the uh, fuck are you talking yeah. about, Joey? <laughs> and uh, but it kind of makes it easy to talk about because each segment is really truly like one thing per segment. You know, so mm-hmm. um, we start off. In Cappadocia, Turkey, 
Someone I know went there. Cappadocia or just turkey? Just a turkey. Mm. A higher up person. Great. The place I work and came back. He's like, yeah, we all went to Turkey. And we were just walking around. (laughs) (laughs) They were pulling guns on us. I don't know why. I'll tell you who that was off hair. (laughs) Off hair. Hair. Yeah, we go to some beautiful helicopter. I don't know if there was drone shots in 2010, but some nice helicopter shots of the the city of Derinkuyu. And we see some very beautiful, interesting penis-like rock formations. Mm, and yes. did you notice that too? Like the, it's like all those little, the little, the just little, little spikes. Hangers. They look like mushrooms, like out of, out of the volcanic yeah. rock. And it's where Mother Earth has transitioned. Yeah. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the primitive turkey folk made dwellings there over the last mm. couple thousand years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a it was a big volcano there, I guess, and then water carved it out in a certain way. But that's pretty. It's just, it's a very weird rock Oddly formation shaped, for sure. Yeah. Oddly enough, you you would have thought this just hit me. You would have thought with the strange fucking shape of these rocks, they would have talked about it at all. Like we just got through the all the pyramids like that were underwater in the last episode or that uh, Garden of the Gods. I can't mm-hmm, remember the name mm-hmm. of it right now. Where it was like it kind of looks like it could have been natural, it kind of looks like faces or whatever. Remember, it was like the a Western European face, yeah, an African face, <laughs> like, These like different oh boy. <laughs> continent faces, <laughs> and and their various ethnic differences. Yeah. <laughs> um, what if some were superior? <laughs> and we pivot away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they don't mention it at all because yeah, we yeah. dive. Deep to the base of those penises, mm-hmm. right where that cock ring would go, and then yeah. to the ball sack below. Yeah. Under the inner the city. Working. The yeah. urethra and, into the bladder. Yes, yes, whatever that. Maybe the sack ball. Yes. Um, and all the little sperm canals. Wicked chambers. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a porn movie. I think it is. Like a real high class yeah. porn movie or I something. I feel like that might be. Or Wicked Pictures Chambers. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there was something with chambers that was an old school porn person. Tasty Chambers. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that was a porn star. Yeah. Uh, tasty chamber. He was a very classy yeah. porn star. <laughs> I specialize in enjoying eating, getting people to eat my ass yeah. out. <laughs> I leave my chambers quite filthy with all my uh, catch rags and uh, <laughs> used shit livings. Right, and like a fine aged cheese, the yeah. the levels of flavor that your palate has to be very sophisticated yeah. to appreciate your the taste nose of my dirty butthole. <laughs> will, will get fucked up. Uh, <laughs> your nose will uh, get fucked up. <laughs> um, Sorry. Who hot day in Southern California? Fucking today. ninety January. degrees. <laughs> yeah, literally gross. Um, and the humidity is like eight or nine percent. It's like dry as a bone yeah. out there. Like fuck. Um, but uh, yeah, and so we dive deep down under um, Darren Kuyu. So they were building modern houses in the same area. There's it's, there plenty of people live there. Uh, and in the '60s, they were doing a renovation. Mm-hmm. They tore a wall down and they find this fucking caved opening. And there's like this pathway. That goes super deep into a cave. Uh, Does go somewhere, <laughs> and it's a fucking cave system. Like it's it's crazy. It looks like a like an ant um, farm. Yeah, yeah, you know and, the uh, alien ant farm. Right. That's a cover. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they go over how like it was 280 feet down. It's like 13 stories deep or whatever mm-hmm. that is. But I always thought stories were 10 feet, so I don't know how the 13 goes to 280 feet, but whatever. Three, um, yeah. It's, it's, I don't it's know. still a fuck ton. It's a it's large super way. deep, and so it looks like... It is. This one's like a really yeah. nutty thing. This it's is crazy. Really weird. And uh, 
The only thing, which we'll get to in a second, is why I think it was possible. And they go over it a lot. And I don't know if they realize how much they might have been um, shitting on their own point a little mm-hmm, bit. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, it looks like like the diagram they show, the scan of it is like a bunch of like Airstream trailers connected by little pipes. And so it's just like room, shaft, room, shaft, room, shaft. Yeah. And there's like... Just like the brothel I go to. Yeah. Um, there's 55 main air vents, which when you think about building a giant... like. It seems gnarly, but you're also just building a pillar, then taking it out, and it's a hole that's left, right, you know, right, to right. get. And then they had, but 15,000 little ventilation shafts to keep fresh air coming yeah, down yeah. all the way to the bottom. So this was like a bunker city for these people. So, and we'll go into. And they had to have crazy torches, which probably yeah. also those vents were used for to get all that smoke and you right. know, literally toxic air out of there. Too. Right. And, and. You know, you always wonder, they didn't really realize it back then, but how sick and unhealthy you can get without enough sunlight in your life. Like, so yeah. to stay down, and I'm sure some of these vents, you know, oh, is that Buzz again? It's uh, is Buzz Aldrin in here? We got an astronaut in the house? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm assuming there was like sunlight coming in through these shafts and whatever too, but we're, we're just getting nerdy about the health, you know, <laughs> uh, issues. But there was stalls for livestock, there was wine presses, there was uh, temples, like churches in there and shit like that, so... People were posted up in here, apparently, or they built it to be posted up in there for a long fucking time. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just a room, a big giant room for everyone to hide in, whatever. So, And then at the bottom, there were these gnarly, like, safe rooms, basically, where they had these huge, um, uh, you know, disc-shaped, like, super thick discs-shaped uh, things that could only be opened from the inside. So very much like a... Okay, like turn this thing in front. There's like a ten thousand mm-hmm. pound stone door. Nobody can get in. So, um, but yeah. So we we cut to. I'll only mention him because he's in the episode a decent amount. But the engineer guy, John Brandenburg, mm-hmm. um, it's just he says weird stuff. Like he comes on and basically says that he's like this would have been. And I, I'm not doing an impression because he's yeah, kind yeah, of a boring yeah. guy. But he's like this would have been an impressive achievement now with modern engineering. But back then, this was stupendous. Yeah. And I was like. That's a weird, like, yeah. like wouldn't Holy you say baffling geez. or impressive or yeah. whatever? I'm just, I don't know. Um, but he says that this kind of building back then was, like, equal to the pyramids. So mm, Yeah, yeah, totally. Because they're, like, yeah, just inverted, basically, a yeah. pyramid This is on that level. Mm-hmm. And going deeper is ha- sometimes harder than going yeah. up So because you have to really dig out, not just low right. floor. And, make, and just the risk of yeah. a cave-in, which is what he then talks about. Like, so... Mainstream archaeologists, you know, think it was built by maybe the Phrygians around 800 BC. They were kind of a brother kind of uh, people, city state to the Trojans back in the day. Yeah, and they were next to the general electricians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And and, uh, forces. Yeah, and uh, they had some other other uh, fellow um, tribesmen like the the heatergens and the um, the freezergens and all that stuff too. The air coolants. Yeah. Um, They and then their wives they called them the the frigidaires. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where the term frigid bitch comes from. Right, right exactly. Because Phrygian women were known yeah. to be, you had to fucking show them a nice time. You had to yeah. buy fine fucking top shelf liquor for them yeah. to get them to fucking put out. Just God, loosen it. up a little bit. God. Um, yeah. but uh, And then they become drippy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big learning curve, but big payoff at yeah. the end, too. Yeah. So. Um, and then we get our first, uh, I'm changing this a little bit Yeah, yeah. instead of children's alert. Cause I always got, I already got the souk alert. Okay. But that works because it's his name, Sukalos, right? Yeah. So souk alert I'm doing, I'm changing children's alert to the children's children's chiming in or the children's chime in. Here. So children's chimes in, um, 
And he literally, I was dying because I thought he was going to say something more. And most of the segments on this episode, that's kind of what I'm like, especially with, yeah. Chil- with, with David Childress. But he literally is just like, why would they want to live deep in these caverns like that? It seems kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the scary part. I forgot about that. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, yeah, but you're you're, yeah. you're saying yeah. what? Oh, it's really spooky down there, and the boogeyman might come out, or could be haunted, or ghosts, yeah. maybe a Frankenstein monster. They might have had to get Scooby Doo. Like it's it's funny because in these really scary, I forgot about that. He's just like kind of scary yeah. and i'm like oh dave like that's what we the audience are kind of thinking kind yeah. of thinking but uh when you're doing a documentary you're supposed to be presenting the information yeah. not just doing editorial every stuff. fucking place they go is scary to me like going <laughs> yeah. inside an ancient pyramid yeah, and yeah. like it's all dark and dead mm-hmm. people and like all these tombs claustrophobic and stuff. as fuck like, and, yeah <laughs> so to call this call yeah. this one out as oh, oh shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, this guy is climbing on fucking eighteen thousand foot mountainsides yeah. and shit like that. But hey, I guess he is the modern day Indiana yeah. Jones. Maybe so. underground dwellings are his snakes. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it had to be underground dwellings. Uh, <laughs> I love an underground deli. The, the farmer in the dwelling. Yeah. The, the farmer in the dwelling. Some c- c- kind of butter churn. Is it some ass? I don't know. I don't, um, I don't know what song you're trying to sing. The so Farmer in the Dell. I far- still don't know. Oh, all right. You must have went to weird schools. <laughs> we only sang farm songs yeah. at our school. <laughs> um, yeah, and then other mainstream archaeologists believe it was the Hittites um, a little before 1000 BC. So most mainstream archaeologists are dating this place to around 1200 to 800 BC. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is old, you know, but not like, not fucking ancient, ancient, ancient. So, um, again, remember... The pyramids, the Egyptian pyramids at Giza were roughly 3,500 to 2,500 B.C. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. technology had another 1,500 years potentially to improve before building these dwellings. So, um, and it's also, it's not like it's pretty. Like, they're just carved out, you know? Yeah, they didn't, I didn't see a lot of, like, paintings on the wall or carvings on the wall or old artifacts. Like, I don't know if they were pillaged or what, but it just seemed like blank space. Yeah. Yeah, So I wonder what... Like, did people really live down there? Because I feel like there'd be more evidence of right. life and just shit left behind. And or? we'll get to that in a little bit. That's yeah. you know, we get Sooks on here and it gets pretty pretty irritating. Yeah, yeah. Um and kind of wrong as well. Not yeah. he's he's not wrong, but whatever. So um we get David Wilcox on here. Blonde guy, five heads at Freddy's as we Bye. call him here. Um and he says that uh the Cappadocia region is part of the Zoroastrian region. And I picture Zoro Zor- going, yeah. sh- 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 like the yeah. whole time he says In it so space, many times. just slicing a big yeah. Z. <laughs> and he brought his giant rapier, and he, <laughs> and he slashed the darkness from the sky, and the yeah. sun was born. No, but, uh, and then it oozed yeah. out, and he said, rapier. <laughs> um <laughs> No, it's not a Z. It was an N. Yeah. (laughs) And then the world (laughs) racism was born. (laughs) Um, But no, this actually was really interesting. Like, I didn't realize that Zoroastrian religion was considered the oldest, like, religious, structured religious system Hmm. in the world. And... They still uh, around today? No, No. (laughs) 6,000 BC. But it is technically what fed into Hinduism... And Judeo Christianity, so like it was, it was Persian based, so very much in the cradle of, bo- of well, both of those yep. like sets of civilizations, and it was the first religious structure to have 
pretty much there is there is a devil figure, but there is a monotheistic. There's one god in yeah. it who is the creator, and it's a religion based on the ultimate battle constantly between good and evil, which is really yeah. the basis for any of the monotheistic religions we mm-hmm. have today. So uh, that was that was really interesting, actually. But um, so anyway, uh, I just went through that. So their god was called uh, Ahuru Mazda. Now. I worship Ahuru Hyundai. Yeah. I know I'm, you have Ahuru Subaru. No, no, I'm Saru Subaru. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people are Ahuru Honda people, but, or like, they're a little overpriced. And Funako like, Ford. Yeah, like, it, they're just a little overpriced. Uh, they're not as good as they used to be, you know. They hold their value okay, yeah. but, I mean, I don't know. As a god, hey. like, Ahuru Mazda, he's a fucking fast god. He's not... He's a little, you know, quantity Quick. over quality. Yeah. Like, he's not going to last very kinda long. Kind of going to show off a little bit, yeah. but not get you there all he's, the way. He seems like a kind of prestigious guy, but he's like, it's still just kind of, yeah. you see a lot of plastic kind of uh, parts on his Odd chariot yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And the you trinkets just, are kind of fake. You just kind of know he's and, cheaper. Yeah. yeah. You know? uh, but Same definitely with powerful guy. With Toru Tonda. Right. Exactly. Toyota. Tonda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, so yeah, it's, <laughs> you should be, <laughs> um, so Ahura Mazda is the creator God and in their Bible, the Vendi Dodd, uh, why isn't it the Vendi mom? Yeah. Always got to be the father. Yeah. Lolly um, Dodd is what I yeah. worship. <laughs> um, it tells a very Noah like story of instead of the art, the a flood happening, mm-hmm, so build mm-hmm. an ark, it was the prophet Yimu was a worshiper of Ahura Mazda in their, in this again, in the Vendi Dodd in their Bible. And he said, build a giant underground city because right. there's uh, the evil winters are coming. So the AAT guys, ancient astronaut theorists guys, they believe that this is referring to the Ice Age coming. Yeah. And it actually kind of makes a lot of sense. Like, as a fable, like, and to to have gone through the Ice Age, which fully melted about maybe four to 5,000 years before this religion supposedly started, around mm-hmm. 6,000 B.C. or something. Um you you kind of you kind of might have had a rebirth. I mean, you wouldn't have had prehistory because all you really have is cave paintings. I think, yeah. but um, but like again, like we talked about in the last episode, um, there might have been these precursor, highly technologically advanced races that had coastal cities that fucking you know as the the water rose from the ice age, the ice caps mm-hmm. or the you know the whatever ice, all the ice shit. pack mm-hmm. melting. Yeah. Um, then you lose these technologies and everyone goes into hiding inland further than they would have gone before and, ho- yeah. and probably just hiding underground where it was warmer you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. which is exactly how we the- paleontologists theorize that little mammals survived the nuclear winter right, of right. the meteor that tuck killed the dinosaurs away. Yeah. so um well other people tuck away now but it's a little different yeah, than yeah, that, yeah, yeah. so i've been tricked by a tucker yeah uh, <laughs> but you just go for it it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a book yeah or a one-man show tricked by tucker <laughs> so then i was out on the sea and i had come to port it had been a long time in sea, and the port was plentiful and very welcoming. This is like scripture, <laughs> not a no, one-man I'm doing a mo- show. A monologue. I know. And I was born, and I was at sea. Yeah, and there was a lot of pleasure at sea. <laughs> and I, it's like very like yeah. yeah. And then I came in and said, "Old Tom Tucker's <laughs> coming in." <laughs> oh, yeah. give me that. Oh girl yeah, because they go into character sometimes on those one-man show. Yeah, you can't cock me. <laughs> you want to make a bet? You can't come in me. Yeah, um, that's true. Unless you ask nicely. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did it. I love him. Um, so, yeah, we then get our first appearance of Angry Souk this episode. Um, and he says, so I have a lot to talk about with this next thing. He goes, since you cannot carbon date stone, 
it's anybody's guess how old Darren Kuyu is. And it's like, okay, then he goes to the Vendi Dodd story to say that he, he uses that as, as evidence and says, this was the same place and same time. And I'm like, but correlation is not always causation. Right. You know? So to use that as proof, it goes back to the core of ancient astronaut theory, which is that there is a lack of evidence. So you're filling something in, which sometimes makes a lot of sense. It, yeah. Very, you know, filling in the gaps, you know, by making assumptions. I don't want to say making things up, but making because they're always making educated guesses. At least there's a few pieces of evidence. They're just making the pipes connecting to them very big and letting kind of anything oh, through, yeah. you know. So they're stretching yeah. the, the sphincter, the gaskets of yeah. those things. Enough so. with the innuendo humor, Joe. It's like <laughs> our fans don't want that stuff, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, plus, I'm like, why? Why is Darren Kuyu? different apparently than any other archaeological site this was your point before aren't there tools that were in there even if there weren't tools and artifacts that were in there yeah so yes you cannot carbon date like true raw stone you can only carbon date things that have had living material in it at some point anything that had a carbon base right so even charcoal or coal is because it used to be wood so it like you can you can carbon date that and it is carbon literally just carbon yeah any animal material, bones, all that shit, yeah. you can date, you can mm-hmm. carbon date those things. But especially since they're saying this is like volcanic rock and stuff, there should have there should be plenty of even microscopic living things in that rock, layered into that rock, that you could that you could be get it. I don't. I just don't think anyone's making the effort to go in there. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. Or I mean, archaeologists don't really care. <laughs> it's only these ancient astronaut guys that really yeah. give a shit about proving something like that. Well, yeah, to prove some sort of age. I mean, yeah. I feel like depending on the rock and where the layer is, you can also age how some how old something is. Because, you right. know, rock bends and then gets exactly. shut up. Or, like, how far down is it? Right. And then the tools needed to cut that stone. Yes. At what point in human history yes. was there that tool right. or that <laughs> grade of metal or right. whatever stone you want and to... even i was reading i was doing some research on it and it's like there's no exact date and again there wasn't even a ton of information as people don't even really think it's that important mm-hmm. it's interesting yeah. you know but um it's more like there's lots of things ways you can have at least signposts to general time periods yeah, yeah and uh and say okay this was around here these are the kind of tools you would need and that thing i was the point i was gonna make before is that even the engineer guy says this stone was actually very soft which which makes the it makes the feet still a pretty gnarly feet because then they had to like l- have adequate like pillar width and stuff like that right. pillar girth uh, the veins running through the pillars uh, had to be strong enough to deliver the load the load bearing yeah. ceilings and stuff so you wouldn't have a collapse and so that's pretty smart but this could have been almost any time then because again remember Anyone's guess remember. To it, assuming this 1000 BC, uh, uh, roughly, rough thing is true, 1500 to 2500 years before, pyramid stones were being carved and right, sanded right, and right. shaped. So this isn't that difficult in terms of the pure, uh, like, work that went into it. The level of effort's fucking insane. Like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. much time that must have taken is fucking right. nuts. Um, but it makes me, it, this looks like the most, like, not to, not criticizing their workmanship. It looks like the shoddiest. It looks like a fucking escape route, you know. Other than the mm-hmm. shafts, which I, it looks like they just had posts shaped yeah. like a bit, you know, a perfect square or whatever. Right. But like, um, anyway, it was just like I don't know. There's so many other sites very similar to this and older that they're like, oh, this was 7500 BC to uh, 800 and they BC. Know it's exactly, like, yeah. Okay, so why isn't this like? Why don't you have a rough date for this? Because then their whole 
point is that it's much, much older than that. Um, and so, of course, we then move on to the question slash statement of the show, which was, was Ahura Mazda an advanced extraterrestrial that helped them and gave them tech to build the city? And blah, blah. So, But then wouldn't it be cleaner cut right. and right. more... Um, Right. Why, why would he give them? Better. Why would he give them, the the early Phrygians or whoever, shittier technology than the ETs that gave apparently gave all the Egyptians to build the pyramids? Theirs was much more sophisticated yeah. and ergonomic, or not ergonomic, Clean, but aesthetically just, pleasing yeah. and all that stuff too, uh, and geometrically like like, yeah, like yeah. better. Um, why would they give these guys? Here's some fucking shovels and stuff to dig and just, you know, make sure you keep a pillar in the center of every I room. I got these but... from Harbor Freight. Right. <laughs> they will break, but you can use them for a bit. Right. Now, Harbor Freight's having an urgent blowout right yeah. now. They're... 88% <laughs> off. Right. <laughs> That's a pretty deep. Is there Harbor Freights across the country? Oh, yeah. I looked there at it. Is... I looked, oh, okay. We had this discussion on this or another podcast, and oh, then okay. I looked after it. was like, <laughs> yeah, they're cross country. Because you always have a catalog here. Yeah, or yeah. Something. Well, I, I'm on their fucking mailing list. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a catalog. <laughs> Yeah, fuck yeah. you. I fucking buy shit yeah. from there, okay? I'm a cheap <laughs> asshole. They do have um, some good shit, though. Brought to you by yeah. Harbor Freight. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Harbor Freight, our first sponsor of the show. Um, so, yeah, Uhura Mazda is once again described as an alien, mostly because he's described as having a heavenly chariot that brings him around the sky and makes him fly. And so uh, and then Sooks mentions, like, every cultural text has uh, mentions of flying machines. Like, every religious text, they have flying machines of some kind. And this can only mean that that uh, they're extraterrestrials. And I'm like, yeah. because flights, everyone knows flying goes down, right? Like that's the thing. Like flying, this is this. It, I, I didn't even think I would I would think this way when I watched this part. But I'm like, flying is the number one and truly the only thing humans cannot do naturally. Humans can swim and live live underwater for at least a little bit while. Like they're not going to die. They like can go, hold their breath. You yeah, mean? yes, they can go. <laughs> they can go, but they can swim. They can move in water. They can climb trees. They can climb stuff. They can scratch people. They can bite. They can chew. They can they can run, whatever. They can do almost everything, not as well, but almost everything animals can do except fly. So, of right. course, flight, the power of flight, oh, my God, <laughs> the power of flight was fucking magical to them. And when your whole life is based on looking up at the stars, how the fuck do things move up there? You see these things moving. You see comets. Yeah, been you see stars. Forever, like whatever. Yeah. Like, and even, yeah, even cut to today. And of course, the only things that fly are birds. Everything that comes from the sky, (laughs) that's gliding. (laughs) Everything that comes from the sky must have wings. So therefore, every chair, and then what's a vehicle? We ride chariots around. So how how about a flying chair? They were thinking of flying cars way back then, you know, but of course the ancient national theorists guys, they're, they're always, and I'm not saying they're not, you know, let's say it's true. That's a fine assumption to make that, oh, the only way they can describe a machine flying is through an animal or something like that, or a chariot right. or whatever. But it's all it's 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 exactly it's just as valid explaining this either way. You know, so it's just it's a funny thing is they hold on to this for the rest of the series. Like they hold that's one of the main tenets is like wings and a, and a silver thing equal a machine. Some, some other kind, thing. You know? yeah. And I, I will totally give them that it's weird sometimes when they're talking about. All the little lights shining and things, like, but it's like, but jewels, like precious stones, were 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 considered, again, precious. They were rare. Right. They were almost. They thought they had magical properties. So of course the gods would have all those kinds of things too. So, anyway, 
Oh, I wrote a whole big fucking thing that I just said here. So um, anyway, so Dave Wilcox, Five Heads at Freddy's, and Sooks are very sure that this is clear evidence of an extraterrestrial battle. So um, the god Azura Mazda and his dark counterpart, kind of like Satan, they're always fighting up in the sky and whatever. Can he and his the counterparts the god of destruction? He's the god of creation. Yeah, and they're fighting in their flying chariots. So again, this is clear evidence that there was an interstellar battle going on by by races of aliens up there. And then as uh, uh, Ahura Mazda told the people of the what the fuck is it the Capo uh, Cap- Cappadocia per- uh, area? Hey, build this whole structure. Go underground. And because there, there's going to be a lot of uh, airborne fucking missiles and shit like yeah, that happening, crap going down. And, but then I was like, okay, and I was like, oh, okay, like not not that I believed it, but more just that like, whatever. That's I'm just I checked. I was like, wait a minute, they just said that Ahura Mazda told him the evil winters are coming, and that's why you should go out. So I'm like, pick a piece of evidence. I don't know which one it's supposed to be. If it was another culture, I wouldn't care. But they're saying the same God told them two things, or right. they're or they're speculating what that God was telling which them. Which one to. is it, God? And, like, was it a nuclear winter that it was going to cause or right, whatever, right, you right. know, like the fallout from their battle or whatever, too. So, um, plus, <laughs> like, wouldn't this guy, if he was a creator god and loved the people of this planet, wouldn't he just fucking go deeper out into space and like fight out fight, there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if he really cared about the people. So, anyway, um, we we now travel to the American Southwest. And uh, we're talking about the Native American creation myths in this segment. So... Uh, we get our second children's chime in here. Um, the Apaches and the other Pueblo Indians all have this legend that they emerge from some underground world in today's world. So uh, going back to what we were saying before, like in, in the cold open of the show, um, a lot of these South American tribes, the Hopi and the um, the Apaches and the uh, one of them that we mentioned before, too, and I can't fucking remember, the Sunni. Um, they all have a similar legend of they were born, uh, the gods like, like, like bore them or bred yeah, them like underground the yeah. and then push them up there. Like the mighty Urukai. Right. And, but then some of them actually fled back down into the earth again after seeing yeah. the surface and stuff. So, um, but, uh, so they, then we start talking a lot about the snake people and the ant people. Um, Childress comes on just to literally say, they believed that these snake and ant people helped them dig tunnels under the earth. And I'm like, yeah. that's what the narrator just said. Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of a But maybe he problem. said it, but I think, I think that's probably more on the narrator for just being an asshole. You're right. It's, it's, yeah. and they're, but it, again, a why good, are they doubling A good yeah. documentary, when they're showing people, the narrator says something, or, or, or the people on the, on the documentary tell the story themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The people, your experts and researchers are supposed to be adding something to that statement, not just saying this. Now, if David Childress came on and said, now the Apaches call the snake people Anasazio, and then the ant people Bukatani, like whatever the fuck. If he said I'm like, okay, at least that's a little tidbit of information or something. But he's, I mean, hey, I love Childress. I love when he's on, but he's adding nothing to the conversation here, you know. So um, this part was interesting, too, because, again, what if, 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 if there was a. Who are the Indians that told Native the story? Americans, Native John. Americans, sorry. Who are, the, who are the Native Americans that told the stories? I'm sure they weren't the first eyewitness account people. It was a very oral tradition. Yeah. Um, and 
again, just like the flying chariots, the the native people were like, what are the two of the biggest animals or the most well-known animals for burrowing under the ground? Right. Snakes and ants. And yeah. ants literally make mounds. maze-like you know, yeah. mounds. And there's whole colonies down there and whatever. So, of course, they would say that the, their gods or their precur- their own precursor race yeah. was just like the animals that did this stuff. You know, And it's funny, too, because I would be really curious to see, being mostly an oral tradition in some paintings, if there was text, what it would say. Because they even say, like, let's take, like, the Bible, for example. They say that, oh, like, if you actually look at the old Greek original translation, it doesn't technically say Jesus walked on water. It says right, he walked, walked along the water, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Or, which could mean on or aside it. So we just yeah, don't know. Yeah, so yeah. there's just little translations, things in, in, a, in every religion that you – especially one that's only orally based, you know. So mm-hmm. – and – I don't know if I want to be in any relationship that's only orally based. I mean, know? it's not bad. It's nice. There's less pressure. But you're going to want, yeah. <laughs> to like, oh, we have to both hold out. I mean, unless you, well, you can do the 69, though. <laughs> you just don't want to fart like that in yeah. your face, you know. Or get farted on. <laughs> Shake your foundations. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's like, I don't know. It's a very, like, of course it was these snake and ant people. They must have been races of people. And I'm like. Okay, like, but your guys' point is that they're always making assumptions based on what they know. Right. And now you're saying they didn't. They really saw them. They, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's another example of... What some, is it? Yeah, one of the main... Te- <laughs> an example of, what is it? Well, I mean, what, <laughs> no, I what are you going to do? Are you going to say this or are you going to say that? Right. It's, are you going to be consistent with your own theories, tenants, or are you going to be David Tennant? the 10th doctor from doctor who and everyone's favorite doctor i think for the most part but that's for our other episode who's our other podcast who's who (laughs) (laughs) talking who to me (laughs) you talking we call it whoville (laughs) welcome to whoville hope the doctor seuss company doesn't listen and shut us down yeah um but uh (laughs) that's the podcast going down the drain oh shit (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so they also make the point that uh, these ant or snake-like races of, of you know offshoots, or I guess the Native Americans were the dwell, the surface dwelling offshoots or the underground dwelling offshoots. Yeah. Uh, they they could have did they evolve these kind of big eyes or features to keep dust out of their noses like a snake or an ant? I'm like not in ten thousand years, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah like say, you're not, not going to fundamentally yeah. change that that fucking quickly Core unless you were breeding. A hundred times faster than we breed now, yeah, or something. If you're like more a dog, yeah, yeah, like or a fucking fish or something, where you're yeah. having like seventeen billion clutches of fish every fucking month, or right? Whatever. And they're all reading, re- yeah. bleh, reaching yeah. reproductive age. Fuck pregnant lay hatch. Fuck pregnant lay hatch. Fuck pregnant lay hatch. Yeah, just re- reaching that age super quick. <laughs> that age of consent <laughs> um, or lack. The age out. when the cum is sent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh, so then you're with cum, haven't you? <laughs> What? You have been come since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get Sooks and Linda Howe here. Linda Howe is the plastic surgery queen. She offers nothing in this episode. And again, that's not really blaming her. This isn't, you know, documentaries are born in the editing room, my friend, yeah. as the old saying goes, just like everything is. But they, they, they put her in here just for a little almost emotional support or to be the, to be the questioner, like to be yeah. the, oh, wow, is this really what I'm seeing? Is that... Could this be a painting of a real flesh and blood extraterrestrial? And it's like probably not. We get it, but yeah, it's like you know, yes, that's why we're watching the show, Linda. Like, yeah. to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, you can sit on this side of the TV, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> 
ooh, and what if she yeah. came out and just was mm. a... She's a pretty nice-looking lady. Yeah. You know, I She'll bet she was those, pretty in her day. Yeah, wrinkle hand job. Oh, yeah. She's got that Joker mouth, too. Oh, yeah. fit a lot in there, I think. Yeah. She probably has, like, weird underwear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sooks then comes on, again, kind of angry. And he's like, if extraterrestrials were here in the ancient past and there were different species, might they have looked like ants or snakes? And the answer is yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I wrote. Yeah, when he gets super definitive, it's. <laughs> There's a lot of assumption here. It's an almost like religious faith level of assumption in his own statement. Like, yeah. he's literally saying to the viewer, he's saying, it seems like he's saying, yes, there were ant and snake extraterrestrials. I have proof. 100%. Yeah. What he's actually saying, but to the viewer, it's not, uh, unless you're critical not totally like us, yeah. he's just saying, yes, there's the definite possibility. That maybe a species of extraterrestrial could look like an ant or a snake. They're sure. Yeah. I could also say there's extraterrestrials that look like a slice of pizza, yeah. and it would be just as fucking valid. I guess I don't have cave paintings to. Yeah. Pizza the Hut is right. real. Right. I have an old movie right. that had to come from somewhere. Right. <laughs> from Mel Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> and where did he get the idea? God, we're getting summer bugs in here, man. Fucking hot. Bro. Um. They even know how they're getting in. Summer bugs are just some type of people yeah. you hate and beat the shit out of. But anyway, it's just like, it's it's truly a non-statement. Yeah, and yet, you're watching the show, you're like in it with so him. So confident. And, yeah, and, like, and you're just, oh, God. it's all just playing on your emotions at this point. Mm-hmm. And again, he's not trying to fuck with you. That's the thing. There's no malicious intent with these guys. Right, right. They're not trying to fuck with you. The only one, I don't know. We could have this. Like, Eric Von Daniken seems like he could be a shyster or he could not because he wants to sell books, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he, I'm always he, – he, I, I, trust him, the, I yeah. trust him the least <laughs> right. of all the, you know, experts. Right. He's the L. Ron Hubbard. Like, again, if you don't know who that is, it's the guy that created Scientology who is a sci-fi writer who has notes saying, I'm going to create this religion. It's fake, but I'm going to make a fuck ton of money at it. Like, literally yeah. talking about his plan to, to f- f- a family about that. And – uh so again, he's the only guy. I don't know if he is, but he really—he's obviously passionate about it, or he's been doing it for so long since the early '70s that he's just really he just good at believing you know. it now. Yeah, and uh, and again, people will tell themselves something their whole life, so they literally forgot they're lying about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so I don't know. But uh, speaking of pizza slices and food, we go to the Hickoria Apache Reservation, where I hear they have the best Native Indian, Native American barbecue down there. Um, they keep talking about the, the snake and ant-like people and the kind of pies they ate. They're next know. to a town called Dolce. <laughs> Dolce. Uh-huh. I said Dolce, New Mexico, and I wrote, sounds yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Picking up picture in like a big creamy mountain next to that yeah. hickory barbecue. Nice, a nice you sweet got your dessert, dessert right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> little caramel with yeah. your pizza pie. Sweet treat. Um, we got Childress chiming in again and he's like... It was from this mountain, this mesa, that people claim to have seen UFOs flying out of the mountain. Like it's like he, it's like this. It's like one of his ultimate lines of like, "How many speeds are yeah. you cranking your record player on this?" Right. Like it's so <laughs> fucking like, it's like loud, quiet, slow, fast, whatever. We then have a couple of Native American guys come on from the beginning of the show. And talk about say they say that whole bearing straight line, you know, whenever and how they were how they've a ton of UFO sightings there. 
We have a lady come on that I can't remember her name. She's on for two seconds. She kind of sounds like Pikachu, but she's like, <laughs> me, and my, me and my husband were over, and we looked at the hill, and there was a big metal dome-like craft, and it was big as a football field. Like, she's an old crotchety lady, and she's like, and then we saw two little people come out of it, me and my husband. We didn't stay around because we didn't know what they were going to do to us. Get the fuck out of there. And then she's like, never saw it again. I'm like, okay. And then. Thanks for leaving, lady. Yeah. (laughs) And and then we get Bill Burns, who is Loudmouth Leahy. Rest in peace, Mr. Leahy from uh, Trailer Park Boys. But uh, he looks just like him. And he's like, the amount of military traffic over Dulce is spending a lot more time in Dulce than they should. Black, uh, Black Hawk helicopters. Uh, men in black, like all this shit. And it's yeah. like, how much time do you know? They yeah. should be. <laughs> right. So he, and then he talks about the, uh, the, the Apache people found these huge vents in the area. Yeah. Where you heard <laughs> size groans and, uh, size groans, human groans and moaning. And he says <laughs> to me, that just screams of people in a small town, finding a, a dark place to go fucking or kids going in there to go fuck. But, he says, this must have been where the military and the extraterrestrials have a secret underground base, and they're doing vivisection and painful surgeries, and you're hearing the moans and screams of these yeah. people. I'm like, no, you're probably hearing Sex the moans camp. of a fucking a local 17-year-old Apache girl fucking her boyfriend or something. Like. So, <laughs> so I did a little research on this part. So... uh I wrote debunk. I researched this part. Right. I, I went out there. I oh. fucked a seventeen-year-old <laughs> woman. I, I went on Pornhub. Surprisingly, I have a lot of Native American fetish yeah. humor or humor. <laughs> Porn. They just got stand-up shows yeah. from the reservations out there. Now, but uh, why do you all think the land was <laughs> fucking me? I fucked it in Apache territory. Yeah. Horse, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, starting in all of this came from a businessman. Uh, named like Leo Benowitz or something in 1979. He lived in the area. Mm-hmm. He was all charged up seeing UFOs and stuff. He became convinced he was uh, intercepting electronic communications from alien spacecraft and installation outside of Albuquerque in the area they were in. By the 1980s, he believed he discovered an underground base near Dulce. The story spread rapidly within the FBO, FBO <laughs> the UFO community by 1990. UFOlogist John Lear claimed he had independent confirmations of the basic existence. There's no source for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, po- politi- <laughs> political scientist Michael Barkin writes that Cold War underground missile installations in the area, which did exist and there was mm-hmm. confirmation, yeah. gave superficial plausibility to the rumors, making the Dulce base story a very, attract, quote, attractive legend within the UFOlogy community. According to Barkin, who's the general guy, uh, claims about experiments on abductees and firefights between aliens and the Delta Force squad placed the Dulce legend, quote, well outside even the most far-fetched reports of secret underground bases. So this is a – and they kind of like – this could be a whole episode, you'd think. But they, they go over this really quickly. And that's from – that's from like Wikipedia and some mm-hmm, of the sources mm-hmm. I went to check on them. And so this has pretty much been debunked. Now, you could argue, like anything, like any good conspiracy, it could all be a cover-up. Let's put a normal reason for something yeah. – to cover it up. So, yes, that's what Bill Burns thinks is that it's a cover up. That He literally says that on the episode, too. So, but I could argue that for anything. So, yeah, again, yeah. take this information with you will, do your own research on it. But 
they literally said there there was old Cold War uh, weapons bases Shit. underground. Yeah. They have those very very locally here, like yeah. within less than ten miles from here. So, but uh, um, I mean, they might. That means they have some sort of installation, which right. means the government should still be there. Which right. means, are they really spending too much time there? Right. Um, and again, those vents might then be soldiers fucking down there, or right. doing weapons training, or something, and getting hurt, or. I don't know, having a bad dream, or it's or the vent is over the fucking infirmary, or I don't know, you know, could be a billion, you know, normal explanations for it. So we move on to the next segment, back to the fucking Andes mountain range, but this time instead of by Lake Titicaca in Peru, we're in Ecuador. So um, this is the land of the Shuar tribe. Um, they're headhunters. They're very protective of their homeland and the secrets it holds. And we're this whole segment's really about the cave of Taos. Um, Von Daniken comes on and says that, you know, this guy, Father Crespi, he was an Italian Catholic priest on a mission in the area in like the mid, mid-century, mid-20th century. Uh, he said, the Indians loved him. He helped them without asking for money, and the Indians made them some presents. Like ma- he, they made Father Crespi some presents yeah, or yeah. gave him presents. The gifts they gave him were these super gnarly like gold, bronze artifacts. Some of them had... Um, a language that to this day has not been translated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some consistent, they think it's a language because it's so consistent and whatever, but they haven't been able to figure it out. And it's a, some, somehow associated with the Shuar culture, but the Shuar themselves say, this is from the people like before us or whatever. Yeah. It's like from the gods or whatever. So um, Von Daniken wrote about this cave in his, in his 1970s book called Gold of the Gods or something. And uh, and inspire the Scottish guy Stanley Hall to go explore and meet Father Crespi Stanley and and look at this and look through this cave. Yeah. Um, the the most famous artifact was this tablet, this metal tablet, gold tablet with all these markings. Um, and uh, given to Crespi, he was showing Hall this whole thing. So Hall launched what apparently was one of the most expensive archaeological digs in the history of the world. So because you have to like go to the Schwar tribe representative. Pay a fuck ton of money for the like a tax for the betterment mm-hmm. of their, and you have to get approved. So it took like a couple years to go in there because it is like a sacred cave for them. Um, and then Neil Armstrong, the astronaut, oh, went, yeah, went yeah. on this this journey too. And they're so. like going down the waterfall. I'm like, yeah. can you just kind of go to the side and not get? All I know fucked up? exactly. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, you don't have to like look cool on camera or whatever. Yeah. But um, but they said they said it was kind of interesting. The cave already looked sort of excavated in parts. Like there was a lot of really smooth. Looked like carved out, uh, whatever. It's huge inside. Yeah, they could not explain. Uh, yeah, the geologists on the site couldn't really explain these like large doorway like structures, which they looked kind of square. But I don't know. They could have been. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, is it too clean of a line or right? Not, basically, as as Robert as geology Jesus Robert Chalk says, he's like you know sometimes you know these these things that look very much like a pattern are actually naturally occurring. You just have to give them enough time because if you have consistent. Um, flow or uh, weather yeah. systems and, and and all that kind of crap water and rain it will keep if the rain continues to blow on a certain direction for 400 years it's yep. going to make some changes in patterns on the rock so um, anyway they didn't find anything actually of note uh, then and he was still looking uh, Stanley Hall still doing researches because that was in the 70s 91 finds this Ecuadorian guy who said he entered the cave as a kid uh, as a teenager in the 1940s, right. oh yeah, um, he had to swim underwater, found a tunnel, and swam up out of it in there, hold his breath for a long time, and then he was in this place, which is now known as uh, the Metallic Library or something like that. But it, it's this 
it, that's truly, he says, where all of the this precursor race or extraterrestrial races stuff was. Right. And it's where the tablet came from, yeah. and the local tribesmen know how to get in there. But this is the part that's weird. So it says Stanley Hill literally talks to him, and then it says, but then a few years later, the Ecuadorian guy dies before being yeah. able to show him. And I'm like, when you talk to him, wouldn't you have just said, here's a fucking $10,000, and here, we'll give you yeah. a cut of what we find. Can you at least just tell me which pool of water to go swim in and find right, it? And I'm, right, like, right. I'm like, as soon as I, they said this Ecuadorian guy, and I was like, this guy's going to fucking die before he tells anyone, mm-hmm. or it's going to conveniently keep the secret or not want to say, or someone will destroy evidence or some yeah. shit. And that's exactly what he fucking All died. Happened. Yeah, yeah, fucking died. And uh, and he was apparently the only person that wasn't in the Schwar tribe that kn- knows the entrance. Right. And even the I looked it up independently of the show. Even the leader of the Schwar tribe at the time told Stanley Hall, he's like, "Yeah, you guys actually found the wrong cave. There's another secret cave." Mm-hmm. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But um, well, but and still- it's like kind of. I mean, as a kid with no breathing apparatus, right? How are you gonna fucking just randomly right go for it? I know. Yeah flashlight you like you need light yeah it's like a lot of you must have seen something or fish coming out of it or i don't know something. but even then like how do you know how fucking far that that's thing what i'm goes? saying it's <laughs> like it's super sketchy like yeah. that just it just doesn't really make sense right but. it must maybe like the light was perfect and he could see the other end or i don't fucking know but it would seem terrifying to me but yeah um but anyway it's 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 interesting because i'll skip ahead a little bit but it's like his his daughter stanley hall's daughter at 2008 took over for kind of hot yeah she was cute um and uh and yet all she's found is some statues from just the current tribe and other ecuadorian tribes people and i'm like now couldn't you just fucking go around that area do some fucking uh sonar and like or what do they call that where they like they do the pulses like in the ground Mm -hmm. which map out like fucking 500 feet below the ground and you can fucking get a map of there like i don't understand why they're not using the technology Maybe she of doesn't today. Have any investment cash. I know, and it's like that's a thing though. Why don't they just say that instead of acting like it can't right. be done? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's it's just this weird like waiting of for course, investment. Of yeah. course, that keeps the secret going. You know, because it's like if nobody can can if nobody can verify it, it can't be disproven, right? So, oh, that's warm. Um, I forgot um, to pour the rest out. Dead men tell no tales. Yeah, um, but um, but yeah, so we get our first. Coppins call and he's thrown in Phil Phil Coppins rest in peace um, he's thrown in here really just to reiterate he's like now some argue whether or not an ancient civilization came down and used this cave system and left pieces of it behind for us to recover that was my best impression that was I, think, I was so gonna far. say that was really good. Uh, that getting good yeah. 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 Going to it. <laughs> and it's like a back of the throat uh, talking but uh, and I'm like yeah, Phil, like that's that's you argue that. Like some argue. It's like you're no, arguing that I on this show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? But I mean, so and I, I even wrote, I was like, if you're watching this show, that statement is redundant as fuck. Like yeah, why yeah, yeah, of yeah. course that's what you're watching. Yeah, anyone, everyone, yeah. So <laughs> anyone <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny because we are this will be our ninth total episode. Mm-hmm. Um and it is the uh, it's you know fourth episode of season two. There were five episodes in season one. Season one, as we said a billion times, were double length episodes. These are yeah. all normal forty two minutes without commercials. Um, and it already seems like they're trying to fill time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, this is the second goddamn underground <laughs> thing in a row, right? And it's season two. Yeah. And 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 again, I think to your point last time, you were like, 
I think that season two was probably a fucking scramble because they yeah. never thought it would get approved. Mm-hmm. So then they were probably just trying to make episodes out of footage, other, footage on the cutting yeah, room yeah, floor yeah. into something coherent, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, again, obviously there's enough to talk about forever, but it's, it's uh, I, I can't, I'll be interested when we get to like season nine and ten. They get or so even seven. <laughs> they get they get so insanely specific. Like there's literally an episode called Alien Metal Orbs. Like and that's like a mm-hmm. whole episode. Yeah, so I'll be yeah. excited to do that. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I kind of so this was an interesting part too, where this guy Stanley Hall, the Scottish archaeologist guy, mm-hmm. he was obsessed with this whole thing. His whole apparently life was fucking dedicated to this. After the seventies, he dies in two thousand seven or eight or in two thousand eight. Um, and it's kind of cool. They have him in an interview in 2007, like on there and whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, in 1982, apparently all of Crespi shit disappeared. All, all the artifacts right. Again, that were given to him. It's everything's like, everything's gone. Stanley this guy's Hall, dead. what are you doing, man? Aren't you on the case? Like, isn't this your life? Like he was hunting shit down and how the fuck do you not know that so much so that apparently his daughter finds it out 25 years later. I'm like, Stanley, you didn't tell your daughter all the artifacts got fucking you know, stolen or, or taken back or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just yeah. a lot of shit didn't really add up, you know. So, but hey, good for her for fucking like that's kind of like Laura Croft shit, like taking on her father's legacy and going and like and looking for this ancient yeah. shit. Like that's cool. Did, sorry, uh, I might have missed it. Did she ever say she actually saw it, or it was just no? Long as of the time of filming, oh no, the artifacts, no, they're gone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She 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 was gone. like, oh, I remember when I was a child and I saw them. Mm-mm. And uh, she seemed pretty, like, just out of college, too. But yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah, and, and they say to this day nothing's ever been found. And when I looked it up, there's there was – this was – they interviewed her in 2010 for this episode. So mm-hmm. in the last eight years, nothing of note has been found. Right. It, it didn't even say there's an ongoing uh, dig Search or anything or either. So um, – but anyway um, – Okay, sorry. Sooks comes on and compares the little statue that she brings up. So she has a bunch of little statues she Look found from other... on this statue. There's no way a man of this earth yeah. could be so handsome yeah. and thick. Uh, Giorgio's proportionally, that's only like a four-inch penis. Well, that's substantial to me. The answer is yes. no. Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> it is beautiful. <laughs> You cannot let my girlfriend see this. Okay. <laughs> we haven't been intimate yet. She I doesn't have know. A problem. <laughs> I he have a, a problem. problem. <laughs> now she's our former coworker from Brazil. Hello, um, how's it going? Hello, <laughs> very Brazilian I, accent. It's well, that's just how Tessie talks. She always was like oh, this. Lassie. Lassie. <laughs> um, we worked with a very smart collie dog <laughs> uh, who that's saved rude. children from wells. Um, anyway. One of the statues she has, which apparently is not from really the Schwar tribe, but just other Ecuadorian tribes, uh, had an elongated skull on it and some really Oh, God, this boobs. one, I was like, come and on, so, you're so, really, really <laughs> pulling here. So Sooks comes on, he's showing the statue and then showing a picture of one of the many statues or mummies from Egypt that had the elongated skull. Yeah. And if you want to listen to that, it might have been episode one or two where, we talk, about, on, where yeah. we talk about uh, that. But uh, also we talk about... A bunch of other tribes across Africa have elongated skulls and yeah. necks. Africa to is, this day, right? Africa is like two thousand miles tall. Egypt's at the top. Like, isn't it fucking massive? Oh, oh you mean long? What? Like long? From like north, from, from South from, Africa from, to from from, from uh, like sub from Saharan to South Africa? Isn't it? Massive? It's huge. Yeah. yeah so like, it's e- 
It's, it's got to be bigger than the U.S. I think it's wide thousands. Wide. Yeah, yeah, it's got to yeah. be thousands. So oh, at least, yeah. So meanwhile, he's trying to make this point. He goes, it is identical to this Egyptian statue that we find all over Egypt. It's uncanny. And you're like, what are you talking about? People like, are doing this today. Right. Like, it's, it's again, if people Next in Egypt, right, if people in Egypt, very north part of Africa... And then you have people on the very southern tip doing this, even halfway down. That is that is a deadly fucking journey to make, like uh, you know, or for tri- separate tribes to evolve different cultures. Well, they just spread and out, yeah. and they're both doing it. Why? Why is this so hard to believe? Like, because yeah. of course their argument, the point we're not saying yet, is that they couldn't have done the Shuar tribe wouldn't have had this knowledge about other about head elongation if they wouldn't have met Egyptians. And I'm like, yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's such a leap. Or just seeing the same alien person, right? It's yeah. it's like such a leap because like, like, it's exactly alike. And it's like, no, you look at them dead center. Right. One is way bulbous and right. basketball-y. The yeah. other one is like just a super long donger for right. a head. And even like again, they do not look very similar yeah, at all proportionally it doesn't matter They're way off yeah. yeah the ears are fucking massive on the ecuadorian one and again the argument that steve and i are making right now is literally that artist and we said this i think last episode or one before artistic license is taken in every religion especially tribal religions with a lot of animism where it's like mm-hmm. oh the the god of fertility has a fucking penis the size of his whole body like they're just exaggerating to show I would have loved to know had someone from the tribe and go, what does this statue represent? He might have said, oh, this is our goddess of the sun and she represents intelligence. Her brain is, I don't know, like I, maybe Whatever. it was just something yeah, like something, that, you yeah. know. So anyway, um, the that really bothered me. I don't know, it frustrated yeah, me. No, like, that one was like. Yeah, I was like, the, come the, on. Again, guys. another one of like, no, this is, you're really yeah. grabbing here. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine because I skipped ahead a bunch. So I'm catching up with myself here. So. Coppins call again. He goes, he taught in, in regards to this metallic library, as it's called. He, goes, he says, he makes this statement. Now, when this is found, it's going to push the limits of academia when the library is uncovered. So let's find this cave. Let's get there. And you're like, come on, let's yeah. go. It's like, it's like <laughs> so I, I, I was like, I, li- I do like his sense of urgency because it's like he's saying, hey, let's go find the evidence. Let's yeah, fucking yeah, figure yeah. this out. I like that. But to make a statement, that it's finding this will push the limits of academia. I'm like, nobody, the Shuari people aren't, they aren't even saying like all the knowledge of the world is held there. Like it's a crystal yeah. skull or something like that. Like, I just don't know. It sounds like, where does he get off saying something yeah, like yeah. that? You know, it's, it's like, come on, like you gotta, those are very bombastic statements. Yeah. You know, and I'm Mr. Boombastic. Right. Call me <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Uh, if you just said, you know, if we find this thing, it might uncover some huge secrets or lost knowledge. That's fine. That's a totally fair statement. But you don't have to be so fucking... But I, I then had kind of like a, a very philosophical, like, humanist moment here where I part of why I don't hate this show for statements like this, and I really enjoy watching it and have fun watching it, is because all of these ancient astronaut theorist guys... They have the passion that I think a lot of mainstream scientists lose over there because it's a career for them. So they're keeping this, like, teenager, like, childlike Fun, passion. Like, yeah. remember how passionate you were about something you got into when you were, like, 13? Boobs. Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bush. Yeah. But, uh, but, no, like, that kind of passion is what drives everyone, hopefully, to get the job they end up with yeah. or whatever. Or win a Nobel Prize or, or push to truly push the limits of academia yeah. or sexual boundaries or yeah, anything. 
buttholes. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, like I I really love that they're so passionate, they're so into this because they just want to know yeah. about the world like we all do. But it's like, but again, it doesn't make me angry because if misguided it was like, a little, yeah, like or, like Richard Dawkins is this militant atheist guy, and he can like I can be like, dude, chill the fuck out, dude. Like you're just trying to make a point or bring people to your cause. That's not mm-hmm. the right way, and like. And the same thing with an evangelical preacher who's fucking shitting on people and judging people. You're like, that's not the right way to do it yeah, either. Christ did not say to literally shit on that guy. Right. Yes, right. Now you're hiding it up and calling him a homo right. or something. That's not cool. You lack it. Um, but uh, but no. So it's it's this is the this is ultimately the balance and why we do this podcast is because we love it and we love that like if this stuff were true and it's ultimately the show is just about archaeology, which is always interesting yeah. anyway. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. It's it's again. We urge everyone to just like see it. Make sure to ask questions yeah. <laughs> when you're seeing it, this stuff was, or seeing other shit. Like it was this. a little unsettling when watching this on my laptop. Mm-hmm. He he just kind of like his eye gaze changed a little bit, and uh-huh. lack for lack of a better word, a dead eye uh-huh. just gave. And he said, "Come on, Stephen, let's yeah. go find the cave right now." <laughs> and I was like, "Holy yeah. fuck!" He's like, "Yes, we're all going." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. And then I just. Um, I don't know. I passed out. And I woke up with lost cum. time. You just lost time. Yeah. yeah. You did say you had like cluster headache earlier today. Yeah, I think that and your was eyesight was starting to waver. And then yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> he tells my hand shaking. Yeah. Woke uh, up with a huge boner. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just post ejaculate. Yeah, like, yeah. You still feel a trail. Oh god. It. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wouldn't that suck if you had some disorder where you blacked out during your orgasm yeah. and you only felt the littlest tail end of it? You know. Yeah. They call me Tommy Throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of Thomas Puchon's. Um, but yeah, so anyway, overall to this day, like I said before, none of this has been debunked. Like they still haven't found this fucking place. They haven't found Father Crespi's artifacts. Makes you wonder if it's one of those like Vatican conspiracy things where maybe they fucking, mm. they didn't like that he was like doing, I don't know if that still happens. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, they went in and swooped up all the shit. Right. You know, they have to control the flow of information yeah, and all yeah. that shit. Or maybe simple, it might've been something as simple and boring as the Ecuadorian government was like, Hey, white guy, you have all of these artifacts. They really had no right to get work putting that in a museum. Right. Or, I don't or the know. tribe took them back. Right, exactly. So uh, we now fly 700 miles to the north, to the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. Um, it starts off saying, this area has lots of caves and sinkholes. <laughs> and uh, Great. Yeah. A lot of stinkholes, right. too, down there. <laughs> Very beautiful coastline and kind of like a shitty-looking yeah. interior. Um, but in 2007... <laughs> Because uh, the camera shots, it's just like these mud holes just and brown, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, 2007, an archaeologist named Guillermo de Anda, and I believe he's a, a Mexican archaeologist, and he's he found a strange, another strange cave there, right, underwater, or at least partially underwater. Mm-hmm. So um, it was hinted at in old Spanish uh, missionary texts when they were traveling across the land uh, that they might have been Mayan temples underground in these mm. caves, or that the, the Mayan tribes told them there were. Right. So. Um, they're literally like there's some cool fucking scuba uh, scuba diving shot. They're in there with fucking. It's like full on like uh, Alvin and, yeah, the Chipmunk Adventure. When shit. are we gonna get a shirtless uh, childress? I like I if he's out there man. hunting all the seas. And, We're gonna have to Photoshop and, it if, and, if you want uh, to exist. Indiana Jones style yeah. travel. I mean, he's got to be getting ripped yeah. and just. He, He's Taking a, a dip in the ocean. He's there. a he's a stoutly built fellow, but yeah. he doesn't look fat actually. Like he look, he just he actually looks, looks very like, tight. Yeah, he looks like, like big but tight, like a George Costanza, like a, like yeah, from yeah. Seinfeld by Jason. Yeah, it's not a lot of cellulite. It's just yeah. big and and he's like, not flabby. He's just a big dude. Poked it with a like a little pin. It right. explode like a balloon. <laughs> um. 
I just did that better with my mouth. Okay? Shut up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're going through. They're finding all sorts of, like, carved stone heads and big, massive megalithic pillars that are 10 feet around and stuff, which is pretty cool, like, to be diving under these Mayan, these, like, interior Mayan ruins built in a cave. Yeah. And then Childress comes in and gives us, he has his little chime in. Here. And he's like, and this is a long one, so stick with me. Like, the Mayans themselves here have every, or have a very intriguing legend about an underground world called Zibalba. <laughs> and it's believed now by archaeologists that they found what the, what the Mayans thought was the entrance to this underground world. It's like, I, I try to spell it phonetically as he yeah, says it, and it's yeah. like hard to follow. Well, and stuff, her, but yeah, fucking long one there. But like, it, it's like the end of like Return of the King. Like, you think it's going to end like four times, and then right. it keeps going yeah. again, okay. starting a new sentence. Okay. <laughs> um, so, fun fact Sebalba, for people that have read The Stand. And or um, Sebalba. Oh, yeah. Star uh, Wars 1. What's who's Sebulba? episode one? Who's Sebulba? He's the bad guy right in the pod racing. Oh, the Sebulba. like the dude with like the aviator. Like, ma- uh, yeah, he's like got like ho- kind of looks on. like a weird rat worm yeah, character, yeah, yeah. and he's like the one who takes out. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, in the stand, there is a man who is a firebug. He's a he's a uh, what do they call it? A pyromaniac. And the bad dude who's calling all the bad people to Vegas, like he's like the you know he's the dude from the Dark Tower and all that shit. He's calling this guy, and he like. He just starts going fucking crazy, and he just goes. He's like, he just keeps going. Zipalba, Zipalba, the place of fire. Bumpy bump, bumpy bump. It's all I could think about every time they said this. Um, but uh, <laughs> just doing Zipalba for yeah, you, yeah. Um, but anyway, Zipalba is the land of the dead for the Mayans. So, um, and they go with the whole. This whole segment ends up being about uh, trying to prove that this underground cave found by. Um, Guillermo de Anda, that this is the Zibalba from the pulp, uh, the Popol Vah, which is their Bible, the Mayan Bible kind of thing. So, uh, and Zibalba means place of fear, which is pretty creepy. Um, now, it, I, I do like that the segment, I, it, it took what I was thinking, the, the biggest criticism, which is that, okay, all of these torture chambers and whatever, they're just modeled after the story, right? Like, so they, the Mayans read the story and then tailored these rooms or threw jaguars or bats in there or whatever. Yeah. But they go, no, well, like, it, it wasn't that because – but they don't really to, uh, do a great job of then proving <laughs> that otherwise. But it's kind of cool. So what they, um, what they would go through, if they wanted to get to the land of the dead, you had to go through these, like, seven torture rooms, which was, like, a room of knives, a room of bats, a room of jaguars, a room of – a river of blood you had to cross, like – uh, a room of cold or a room of darkness and something else. And so they kind of go through and it's like there is a room with a bunch of bats. There's a room with super sharp stalactites. There's a, there's some rooms that are extremely cold and dark. Mm-hmm. There's a room that had jaguar bones all over, which I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like whether they modeled it after the story or this was like – or it was so terrifying in this fucking cave that it created that it that. must be the land of death. Like you, yeah. all the things that can kill you are in there and they put a fucking temple in there, you know. And uh, so – Jason Martell, the slick back kid, has like one or two sen- segments on the show. He has no point in this episode. The two or three times he comes on, he just says literally what the narrator is like. Now, the Mayans believe that this was the land of the dead. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like, thanks, man. You know? yeah. And so um, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting um, journey, and it seems fucking terrifying in this cave, especially if you don't have lights and shit like that. So to people that lived almost 2,000 years ago, this must have been a fucking 
terrifying, horrifying place, you know, with fucking creepy sounds coming out and fucking mm-hmm. animals that are rip you to shreds and shit like that. Or knowing that the Mayan kings were pretty fucking gnarly and, and they demanded blood sacrifices and stuff like that, it might have just been a torture. Ch- it was the land of the dead. And what better way? It's literally like saying, if you were early Christians, oh, I'm sending you, you murdered someone, I'm sending you to the portal to hell. Like, that's yeah. what you're saying. It's fucking scary as shit, you know? So, um, we get Sue coming on here, and he says, according to the Chilam Balam, they're, they're the book of the Jaguar priests, um, that, uh, the road to the stars descended from the sky, and 13 and 9 gods descended from the stars. I'm sorry. Could it not be more clear? It says we have a road to the stars coming down from the sky, and we have a written record of this. And I'm like, you got all charged up just to say that they wrote the about same, it in religious yeah, texts. Lots of things other people have said. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like... That's not super... Right. Yeah, These are there. very unreliable narrators here. You know, it's like they're... Yeah. You... They've been dead for, you know, 1,500 years. <laughs> they had a mostly oral tradition. Writing and shit was pretty new to them. They were pretty smart, uh, pretty yeah, smart yeah. people. Um, but uh, they were a people who had a ruling class of a very few people that could even read or whatever. And then everyone else did whatever the fuck they were told by that ruling class. Mm-hmm. So a lot of ideas can get everything's propaganda at that point too. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it doesn't mean nothing is true, but it just means like, come on, guys, Some you have to altered take, shit. You're talking about history. You actually need to to know the historical like milieu that that yeah, they were yeah. living in. You know, so um, what I did like though is that this segment ends with David Wilcox, Five Heads at Freddy's. <laughs> he has a very balanced and like humanistic view, and mm-hmm. even though he's saying that it's true and whatever, that the ETs were there and, and, and whatever, but he was talking about how, oh, the, hell Mayans, yeah. how the Mayans <laughs> do, like, human sacrifice and stuff, and he's mm-hmm. like, he says that, like, I don't think that extraterrestrials, like, taught uh, early people, like the Mayans, human sacrifice or ripping their heart out or drinking their blood. He said, I, but I do believe that when they literally saw their gods leave the planet and go away, that it, like, fucked them up and traumatized them because they're like, Oh fuck! Like, what the fuck are we gonna yeah, do? Yeah, like, yeah. our gods now left. we're here by ourselves. Now yeah. we have to figure it out on our own. I and, do declare. Yeah, and he, and he <laughs> thinks that I was like, that's kind of touching and empathetic. Where it's yeah. like, oh, like if you saw your gods left or watched your dad your walk out the door whatever. and say, yeah. "See you never, son." You're just like, well, fuck! I have to After take care of my whole crocodile. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, I'm gonna feed people to crocodiles now. Crocodile. Read them up. Nah. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> in Louisiana. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it ends on that note, this kind of somber note, that segment. Um, we then go to couldn't be more opposite in the rainforest, the North Pole. <laughs> land of Santa Claus and apparently land of the portal to a hollow earth where other advanced races live. So we talked about hollow earth theory I don't know, five or six episodes ago or something like that. I think it was in the evidence. Maybe it was episode one. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it's this theory that, for those that don't know, so mainstream scientists believe that the the Earth has a molten core made of nickel and iron. Outside of that, there's some magma. Outside right. of that, there's a kind of melty, rocky uh, mantle. And then there's yeah. the crust. Yeah. Which is what we're on, and then the mm-hmm. surface. Yeah. And so, well, we're on the surface, but yeah. right. That, so the the crust has no, the yeah, land on yeah, top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The hollow earth theorists believe that you can literally go. There are a couple entrances, and they're at the poles uh, you, uh, that you can go down. Because if we don't get no poles, then we don't, we don't get, get no tolls. No 
toll and no tolls, no rolls. Yeah. So um, they believe you go down, and the the guy that originally came up with this theory was uh, Edmund Haley of Haley's Comet fame too. Right. Right. So he believed, and you know, it's kind of smart. He was like. The Earth's magnetic poles shift a little bit every few years. They kind of like turn like a top on like losing right. its speed. Which go ahead. Well, I was just going to say ah. we've now discovered the Earth wobbles. Right. It's not a true finite spin right. of a top. There's a, a a bend, you know, wobble in it. Yes, as so. excellent piece of counter yeah. evidence to that. So, but still, for him to be like so, the only thing he thinks that could cause that were that there must be independent cores that are spinning within each other, but kind of making it wobble. Right. Like. There's those balls they fucking have for dogs and stuff where they have that little off-center thing that goes, and makes it a wacky thing, you know? So, um, yes. Uh, but, uh, uh, so he, he hypothesized then there must be not only independent spheres of land in there and maybe another core, but also an interior sun. So not a molten piece of iron and nickel, but an actual sun that is giving life to these inner spheres of land so um then we move on to then this is this is pretty popularized uh that was in the late 1600s pretty popularized as time went on in the 1800s especially because of jules verne who wrote journey to the center of the of the earth which literally is about it's a, it's one of the it's the most famous the story rock. yeah about uh hollow or earth Brendan Fraser or the rock or did they do both both yeah Jesus and then Christ. will ferrell as well oh um but uh that was uh, that was land of the lost, which is also hollow earth theory. Sp- too. Basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost I, I kind of look at it as more dimensional travel because like how the fuck? Because it's like they have a whole sun and a whole their own like right. so solar system so there's mul- down there. Yeah, so, so there's like there's multiple sources source of gravity of and all that. Yeah. So like, and they also believe that at least most people believe that. We, uh, we live on a convex, you know, we live on the outside of a circle as opposed to right. they supposedly live on um, the like land. the inside of the circle. Yes, yeah. on the inside of the circle. So they're on a concave earth. Right, right, uh, right. With the sun being in the center. And that's how we would perceive our orbit anyway. But they, of course, it's all, it's got to be more advanced there. I mean, I, I'm, I kind of, it's kind of a throwaway point, but I'm like. What are you, a flat center earther? Right. But we like, all know the inner earth is curved. <laughs> right. Going concavely, okay? Right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Conald Cavely <laughs> with the evening news. How's it going? <laughs> I fucked five women this week. How about you? <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, it's a th- kind of a throwaway point, but it's like, why is it automatically that the hollow earth people are far more advanced than us? Like why aren't it we down there? Yeah, why aren't we? But they just live there and evolve yeah, there. Yeah, like yeah. why are we more? And like wouldn't they actually have like less exposure to? Th- I don't and know. And how do like, they own the Earth more than we do? Mm-hmm. We are the protectors of this fucking right, place. Yeah, and so so that's what comes up next. And why so, the fuck do you give a fuck what happens up top? Right. Like you're you're in your own little atmosphere and universe. Right. Like, and we've seen that element, like that motif. Uh, a bunch like if you watch the movie The Abyss, the the James Cameron movie, yeah. literally it's about going so deep in the water that he that uh, Ed Burns finds an underwater not alien but some advanced being that's evolved down there with a super gnarly society. Well, I and, thought it was a cra- what was the one? Are you sure that they don't find an alien? I thought well, it was a crashed ship or something. No, they, it's a whole society. It's, it's it, these beings evolved living under there in the super high density pressure. What, what movie was it then that they? Go down and they're like, oh, we found a spaceship, but it's got coral built around it. And the coral, the way it ages and how thick it is, it's like a million years old or something. 
Sphere. You're talking about Sphere, the Michael Crichton one? Maybe that's the one one. that makes them have hallucinations and fucks with them, and they end up, like, trying to kill each other and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Michael Crichton's Sphere. Okay, sorry, sorry. But, um, yeah, his is very much, like... 20, it manifests things. So it's an alien craft that it can manifest thoughts. Right, right. So everyone has like, and they, and they can't let themselves sleep. Yeah, I totally forgot about that Because he dreams of the, yeah. the squid from A Thousand Leagues Under the Sea and it starts attacking the ship and shit. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, no, the abyss is very much that like, hey, you're up there using nuclear weapons and spreading hate. You got to stop or we're going to drown you fuckers. Like they're going to, we're going to put tsunamis, you know, right, all right, over right. So, um, but it's the same kind of thing. So anyway. And um, they proved you can't breathe water. Right. After exactly. That. Yeah. Um, we get our next children's chime in. This is like this is what I'm going to call child the most childlike children's. He's chi- he's really a child child s. Uh, he's so excited, and it's like it, there, there's another clip that we know of that's coming later about scientists committing suicide. That's all. That's oh, the only gnarlier one I've seen or can remember than this. But yeah. he literally it just cuts them and he goes, "They have advanced technology, lasers, ray guns." Flying saucers and even other craft like that, and I'm like, okay, great. Can you like, fucking believe yeah, it? Like literally, <laughs> he had that. Like, whoa, man! Like, this is sick. Like, they got fucking lasers. Yeah. Down there. Some kind of fucking laser gun <laughs> like, and a fucking saucer. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, we have those things live now. in space. <laughs> this is underground. Yeah. God damn it! And yeah, I'm like. I'm like, nobody described what these people looked like. They're always just described as other humans. And I'm like, Humanoid. guys, like, they would be evolving fairly differently because I don't care what you want to say. The conditions down there would not be identical to the ones up here. There's they atmosphere. all look like powder. Right. Like <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. Well, even if they had a sun, still, it's just not the same. The air, the, yeah. it probably wouldn't be the same kind of air quality. Like, I don't, I don't know, whatever. It's like. This is all kind of this nonsense one's kind shit. of a silly theory. Right. It's it's very sci- and so I even brought up and wrote down multiple types of contrary evidence other than the one well, you brought up before and, too. And oh, sorry, are you going to read it right now? Yes. Okay. No, go uh, ahead. I'll, go ahead though. No, I was just going to say. So again, with these guys, and we've kind of just talked about this, uh, maybe a little on here, but out, off. Like, so what do you guys fucking believe? Right. Like, you're <laughs> I saying know. there's I know. <laughs> this possibility, this possibility, yep. all these aliens, all this yeah. thing, center Earth or you know hollow Earth, like. What like you guys believe everything? If you it can't believe be everything, some kind of anything yeah. I yeah. want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> As he's just getting blown by some yeah. some, tr- oh. some transgender oh. person. Okay, she's got a big clock. Some kind of girl Could be or beautiful. Some kind woman. of guy. I just know it's some kind of wonderful. <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> blow my load. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So because that is the question. It's like again. Most of what we call out is how they're inconsistent with their own theory. And as and especially after watching this show for eight years, you really start seeing the holes in it. It doesn't mean again, there's plenty of stuff to this day that hasn't been be, unexplained. Yeah. But um the way they present the quote unquote evidence, sadly, most of the time is their opinion. It's it's a little bit of an evidence. It's they're they're literally you're giving them an inch and they take a fucking mile, you know. Um, but, uh, anyway, so there's multiple types of evidence <laughs> that we have figured out that disprove that they say that the earth is pretty much exactly what the scientists say it is. Cause they, we've tested it. So yeah. seismic Where's evidence, the fucking lava come from, right? Just like I was saying about maybe scanning that fucking the cave of Taos or whatever. They have a picture of the structure of the earth that has been arrived through, uh, arrived at with seismic waves. So they've literally pumped seismic waves through, they get mm-hmm. feedback and, 
at the very least, even if you didn't have the picture they have, the seismic waves perform only the way they perform if there's solid mass going through them. So it's not hollow. There right. would be because there would be much um, tighter vibration. Uh, who mu- did this, Joe? Right. Oh, uh, it was the government. Oh, oh NASA again. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, before NASA even existed, Those they were covering up NASA holes, dude. <laughs> um, Nasty <of> girl. <laughs> Um, like we said, any of these can be, again, vaccinations can be explained away with conspiracy theories. The, the health of peanuts and peanut oil, you can all, you can put Mits. a conspiracy theory on anything. So, um, anyway, uh, gravity <laughs> explains it away. Another set of scientific arguments against a hollow earth or any hollow planet comes from gravity. Massive objects tend to clump together gravitationally, creating non-hollow spherical objects such as stars and planets. Yeah. So, Saying that there's a hollow Earth, a ho- that we have a hollow Earth, is like saying that our Earth, for some reason, is 100% completely different in the process Again. of cotillions of other the celestial special. bodies. Right. Exactly. And that's what those dumb fuck flat Earth people say. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, those places are round, but we're flat. Right. Like, fucking, <laughs> what the hell are you yeah. talking Shut about? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, if you're a flat Earther, don't fucking listen to our show. <laughs> it's the only th- time I will want to give up fans is like... Fuck off, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you want to come punch me in the face? Meet me at Alien right, Con. Right. I'll have my pants down. <laughs> I'll be next to this yeah. really cool hole I'll, in the bathroom. I'll, 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 I'll put a nose where my balls are right. and draw eyes <laughs> on my butt cheeks, and you right. can just punch me in the face. Boy. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, and so a lot of guys pay good money for that shit. I don't get it. The ball busting and all that. Well, I'm just getting punched in the butt. Yeah. Um, on top of that, the gravitational energy that is created, like the pull that we have on our moon, completely negates something that would be as hollow as they say the hollow Earth would be. Yeah. It would not have the moon would not stay in orbit as much like that. It wouldn't be as close. Uh, you know, yeah, would, it wouldn't yeah. keep getting closer. Like it would probably be drifting off or, or no. I'm right. sorry, it's the other way around, right? What is the moon no, getting it, closer or going farther I away? I don't know oh. if it's doing any of that. It definitely could be. I I, yeah. I don't know. It's like but it's, it's the teeniest it's bit. This, it's at the perfect else, speed. Yeah. Just, yeah. just enough hey, to man. get it right. Come on. Whoa. <laughs> and it's just coming round and going yeah. round. Coming round and going round. So that's the gravity density argument there too. <laughs> and then also direct observation. So this isn't like this is kind of a dumb piece to put like that. It's contrary evidence now, but the. Um, I think it's a Chinese team or a mix of teams that um, they're setting up the what they call the Cola Super Deep Borehole, and they the literally colon born. Oh yeah, the colon bore. But they're literally going to drill down and finally get to the Earth's mantle, which we've never done before. So again, if it was a hollow Earth, this will then officially break the theory because their whole thing is that all there is is the Earth's crust, and then an interior land. <laughs> And then this, another sun inside. So if they break through and there's no mantle, I'll give them that point of evidence. But if there's a bunch of fucking... Break on through if, to the other side. Right? If, there's, <laughs> if there's a bunch of fucking hot magma and rocks I get out of there, sorry, guys. Like, there's yeah. a bunch of what shit on there. What if they create a giant earthquake? I know. that's what, And they say that they're not going to. No, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. So, um, so, yeah, the last piece of evidence, we kind of end the show... Uh, on Admiral Richard E. Byrd, who's a very famous guy in the 20s. He flew over the North Pole for the first time ever. He was the first guy to fly over the South Pole oh, by himself. Oh, this guy was sneaking around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pole to pole. What a fucking, fucking homewrecker. Um, but uh, anyway, hollow Earth, Earth theorist. This is like the biggest fucking leap. Believe. He went into yeah. a giant hole in, into the interior of the Earth at the North Pole. Uh 
a tractor beam, some sort of UFO had a tractor beam that pulled him safely down near a hollow mm-hmm. earth city. Mm-hmm. And the people down there were saying, you're Warned using them. nuclear weapons up there. We're the guardians of the earth. We Stop don't like that you're that. doing that stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay. we're going to stay in secret and tell you what not to do. Right. So and swear you to secrecy. Right. So there was a diary or a journal that was released like 40 years later, but people, but it was proven that it was forged. But then also official military record have been declassified. And uh, since his death, he was on something called Operation High Jump at the time for like a 12 fucking year period or something like that. And that was a um, an exploration mission of the South Pole and North Pole. They had these fucking gnarly yeah. tanks. They were going all over and mapping and, and all that shit, too. So pretty cool thing. But, of course, that was just a cover story for what he was really doing. And I'm like... Flying at the other pole. Right. Like, okay. Like, again, it's not really fair to... Just say conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory all the time. You yeah, know, you can't cry. Yeah, it, it gets too too play too played out. Yeah, dog. you get the. Cry, I think you were gonna say the cry wolf effect, like yeah. the boy who cried wolf thing. That's why, like, I like when Nick Pope is on the show, who was the guy that was the former British uh, military intelligence guy that was specifically in the UFO unit, and then they fired him, and he now is like working to get all the shit declassified and all these stories, like because he has like some real reports, like real evidence and shit, you know. So. Anyway, um, that pretty much does it. It was kind of a, I don't know, felt like a light episode. We had a lot to talk about, but it was very, it was a very emotionally charged episode. Not really yeah, an evidence charged Ango episode. Souk. Yeah, Ango. Oh, I'm Anglo Sukson, <laughs> my heritage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if uh, if you guys have any thoughts on us, <laughs> on our sexuality, oh, yeah. on our possible way we look which our kind of anyway but yeah <laughs> uh if they don't wanna, know what we look like if you want to help us like clear our garage out one weekend or something that we yeah. really appreciate Maybe it move. yeah uh if you got a house we can live in yeah like a like a duplex or something like a yeah. back house you yeah. know if it has or a bathhouse, ba- yeah. great yeah but <laughs> near a bathhouse it's good too uh but yeah talk to us on social media uh we look at everything that comes in so we've um, responded yeah uh um, i don't know Someone, I didn't. I didn't see I any new remember. reviews or anything, so we didn't read that either. But um, or maybe yeah. Thank, it, thanks know. for reaching out, though. Yeah, for the people that I have. Yeah, uh, reach out if you guys have any counter evidence. If we're wrong about something, we'd fucking love for you. Or to you send want it to in. pile onto something else? Right. Exactly. Then, uh, then just talk to us on our Facebook page, which is just at Probing Ancient Aliens, and Instagram, which is also just Probing Ancient Aliens. Um, if you like our, if you like us for our personalities and uh, how we talk in our voice. A um, little our, more free form. Yeah, we have a beer po- craft beer podcast called Beer There, Drunk That. Also on iTunes, Google Play, podcast services. Uh, we're about 13 episodes deep um, into that one. Review we- local breweries around the Southern California area because yep. there's a shit ton. And yeah. They're relatively sought after. We also trade, so we get some other beers on the show. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is at Beer There, Drunk That PC on Instagram? Instagram's a PC, and right. then Facebook's just beer there, drunk that. It's just that. beer there, drunk that. And, um, yeah, like our show. Uh, if you give us any, if you give us a five-star review on iTunes and leave a nice comment or, 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 a, or a roasty comment or whatever, whatever yeah. you want to do. Whatever you want to say, as yeah. long as it's five stars. Right. It just helps us in our rankings and stuff and get more people to like the show. We will. We will read it on the air. No matter what it says. Yes. Um, I mean, and, hey, if it says the actual... N-word, we'll just say the word N-word. We won't say the yeah. word, but 
if that's your if that's your prerogative, that's fine. So I will say fuck. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll do it. Uh, sorry also to everyone because last episode I yeah, I told everyone can. I told everyone that we were going to be doing uh, aliens in the Third Reich, but that was actually episode five of season two, and this was episode four. So stay tuned for next, that. that double next, next episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, aliens in the Third Reich are coming yeah, up next week. week. Um, so so yeah. yeah, thanks for. For beaming up with us or beaming down underground on this episode of Probing Ancient Aliens. I'm getting sucked into a convex. Bye, Daddy. <laughs>